The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We had one of our community members go on the 22nd, of course, to December, to Walmart. And the hour all the Christmas candy was, was being restocked. Because they had been sold out. Saw three people that were restocking it. She went back the next day, the 23rd, and saw all the restocked Christmas candy was filled down the aisle. Until she looked at it and heard people comment about it, it was Valentine's. Here it is, before even Christmas Eve, they're stocking the shelves with Valentine candy. She stood there and saw all the other people making comments as they walked by. She said, one of them said, I can't believe this. What about Christmas? Another said, this is unbelievable. Have they forgotten about Christmas? Another, what in the world is going on here? Another, what are you doing? Christmas isn't even over yet. Another yet again said, is this real? 
Are they really finishers Christmas before it has even begun? Our lady once said in her message that due to consumerism, identifying as evil spirit, we've lost our way. And if you can't erase Christmas through attacks, which there's great efforts to do that, and all the world gangs up on Christmas because everybody wants to make Christmas into something else because many evils are in different, many different ways than even other cultures that wants to destroy it to eliminate the Christ. And we allow it through purchasing and through our markets, Walmart being the number one in the world. And here they are doing this. How many of these people went and told the manager they're offended by this and wrote corporations were offended by this. It's nothing about Christ. It's about the dollar. The love of the dollar is why we're in trouble. It's why our economy is going to fall, why it's going to crash. Our healthcare system did. It was given to Obamacare because it's corrupt. And the only reason it hasn't hit the judgment against the economy is simply because Our Lady is appearing in Mesogoria, and through that, we still need to propagate the message to reach as many people as possible to stand up against these things that's taking place. This is entitled, The Prince of Peace Revealed Why They Hate Us by Linda Harvey. The whole world waits this week for the advent of Jesus, for healing by the baby in the manger, who became the Prince of Peace, Because our divisions remain wide, our differences dramatic. And that's even true among professed Christians, some of whom have foolishly donned the traditional Muslim headscarf as a stand against the oppressed. As a chorus of voices decries hate, it's time to search our hearts while we use our heads. If we are Christians... That begins with a review of what the Lord already taught us about disputes and division. Our leftist political leaders and many in the media ponder, why do they hate us so much? Hillary Clinton thinks it's Donald Trump's fault that he's ISIS's best recruiter. Attorney General Loretta Lynch promised to prosecute those whose rhetoric was too anti-Muslim. Lynch has not promised to protect those inundated by hateful rhetoric from abominable sympathizers and radical feminists, a daily occurrence for us pro-family and pro-life advocates. Perplexed by the growth of ISIS and jihad in general, many assent to American guilt and assume we are obligated to modify our behavior based on the enraged reaction of those who want to set off bombs, shoot up company Christmas parties, and fly planes into buildings. There is another possibility. Unjustified hate is common to the human race, and we should expect it and prepare adequate emotional, political, and spiritual defenses against it. Some say America may no longer be a predominantly Christian nation, but the words of Jesus should still convict many of us when he said, if the world hates you, keep in mind, that it hated me first. Christ revealed the reality of unjustified hatred and that we should expect this in the course of living a fully engaged Christian life. And he should know, crucifixion is a horrendous death 
yet it's what the creator of the world suffered at the hands of his creatures. It's a daunting vision of what peace may have to look like before the world finally understands. America is not perfect, but neither are its citizens hateful. It's just that sensible Americans want safety for their families. It's not Islamic phobic to evaluate oppressive ideas and reject them and even go the next step, withhold hospitality to those with a jihad orientation. Psalm 94 lifts up the cry of the oppressed. How long, Lord, will the wicked, how long will the wicked be jubilant? They pour out arrogant words. All the evildoers are full of boasting. Nowhere does Christ say, And even if some don't recognize me as Savior and preach a false faith, it's important for you who say you love me to show respect to their beliefs and bow before their demands. This would not be the message of the Christ of the Bible. But back to why they hate us. Another reason might be lack of respect. We are acting like pathetic weenies and don't know what we believe. Jihadists, at least, have a clear vision. Avowed Christians are busy fawning before this false, oppressive, and barbaric faith. Christian college professor Larcia Hawkins has now thankfully been put on leave from Wheaton College after she pledged to wear a Muslim headscarf to stand in religious solidarity with peaceful Muslims because we worship the same God, she says. Where does a faculty member at a Christian college get such outrageous ideas? Islam is far from Christianity. Allah never had a son named Jesus. And in Islam, there is no crucifixion of Christ for the sins of believers. So to claim compatibility is to profess not just theological ignorance, but a cold heart toward our resurrected Lord and his marvelous work of salvation. That salvation is open to Muslims too, by the way. There's nothing exclusive in the claims of Christ. It's only humans themselves who choose to shut themselves off from salvation by unbelief or false faith. Sadly, Muslim communities are bastions of isolation, limiting excess of especially women and children to different ideas. There's nothing per se wrong with headscarves, but to do so in honor of Islam, which means submission, is to honor its false god and assent to its anti-freedom, unchrist-like ideas. The Muslim headscarf, to me, represents the oppression Islam inflicts on its women. By contrast, professors like Hawkins seem to be bypassing great opportunities to witness to Muslims about the gospel. Why not proclaim that, unlike Allah, the one true almighty God gives everyone free will, which is why our culture, founded on Judeo-Christian principles, starts with religious freedom as a basic premise. Why be defenders as alleged victims who really aren't? Hawkins and some of her students rush to the side of people who may be condoning the murder of innocent Americans in their workplaces as they shop or even children at school. The silence of moderate Muslims is truly deafening. As they enjoy the benefits of American life, could they not find the human rights conviction to speak out and police their own? So we don't need to figure out why they hate us. We know why. Jesus told us they love the darkness and their sin more than the light. Darkness can take the form of idolatry, jealousy, pride, needing approval from a peer group, 
covetousness, or sins of the flesh instead of God? What is the answer? Later verses in Psalm 94 provide the reason for our hope. Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will stake and stand for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. But the Lord has become my fortress and my God the rock in whom I take refuge. As we celebrate Christmas, let's remember that Allah will bow before Jesus, and so will we all. Jesus rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. Have a Merry Christmas. And so we have such weakness in our conviction that the most we might go is say something like, is this real? Are they really finished with Christmas before it has begun? And going about our way? No, carry it to the next level. We need to be driving. We need to be in overdrive. We've grown so weak that we think as a Christian college, a professor can wear a scarf in solidarity with Muslims. That's the way to reach them? That's not the way. That's not the way at all. Our lady says, love everyone. Do your love convict them? But that's not love. That's going to be an apostate. She is an apostate. She's becoming them thinking, okay, well, we'll share you. You have equal level ground with your religion, with ours. It's not the case. You have an equal level right to be what you want to be. But Jesus came into something entrenched. Jesus came into something that was so fortified, so strong, and he stood up to it and said, this is what it gives way to, from Judaism to Christianity. And he was hated. And if you're not hated, if you're not attacked, if you're not persecuted, if you're not betrayed, you're neutral. You're not in overdrive. You're not even in drive. You've gone to neutral. This is the goal of the devil, not to make us turn around, but to neutralize us and say, okay, they got their right. We got our rights. We live. We let live. Satan can't push the car backwards in reverse until he gets it from drive to neutral. He's got to stop the momentum. He's got to neutralize it. It's got to be sitting there. A car's a heavy thing on level ground. But if it's in neutral, one man can push it. Backwards. And the goal of the devil is just this. Neutralize a Christian. Don't do that. Don't say this. You got somebody that is so popular today that's not considered a Christian, and at best, a mediocre Christian, somebody who's not conservative, who's out there causing a firestorm right now because he's got Merry Christmas everywhere, Donald Trump. He's getting more for Christmas, standing up more for it than the bishops are out there, or most of us as Christians. I'll take that any day over what we see coming out of the church. Just a few words like this. What in the world is going on here in this Walmart about the Christmas candy gone and have Valentine candy? And here's this guy who's crass, a Necrobrenazer, who hasn't had, as he did, the king, Necrobrenazer, had the concept of God and the way of fully living what it is or what it's about until he sees 
the light. I would take somebody like that over any sanctimonious person that, oh, I don't like this. I'm not going to do this. And they do nothing. Where's their works? It's not just prayer. You have to put things in action. You have to get physically manifesting your convictions into life. Otherwise, why would any Muslim want to be what you are? Who wants to be water? Who wants to be neutral? And so we go around with this kind of concept. Proverbs says, as we just read, who will rise up for me? Donald Trump is doing that just for Merry Christmas. Where is the pulpits doing that? Yeah, they can say it. They can do the words. I'm sure a lot of priests and everybody's doing this and the Christians are doing it, but they're not put it in they're not putting it on the line. They're not putting it in the work. I dare say that Trump, and this is not a, a promotion of Trump or an advertisement for it. I'm, I dare say he's got a $10 billion asset. He's got corporations everywhere that he is not in any way retarding Christmas. Walmart is. Most people won't say it. Very few people put the glory of God, what was just read at this reading, it says, the nations prove the glories of his righteousness. Amazing. How? God makes them do that. Actually, it says, and makes the nations prove the glories of the righteousness. This nation will have to be made to get down on its knees through persecution to speak of and convict of the righteousness of the glories of God. So we can take it one way or the other, by force or by invitation. That's what a lady here is telling us about. And so when Proverbs says, who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take stand for me against the evildoers? We have people who's not even considered Christian in a strong way doing so. And the church not doing so. There's a discrepancy here. And you wonder why we get rolled over. You wonder why we're losing, taking down activities. You have to physically manifest your convictions. We are commanded to convert the Muslims. Not like they do by force. And yes, by love. But it's not love putting a scarf on, thinking you're going to come their way that way. I've gone toward Muslims. I've, I've talked to taxi cab drivers. You've heard me tell stories, saying we're well, we on level ground. And then I present Jesus and who he is and what he does and what he's for. I don't shy down from it. What I'm saying is what we're not saying. Proverbs says, he who refreshes others, refreshes himself. Can you imagine that? I never knew. I know everything we say is a a proverbial saying, is based on Proverbs. That's why they say, and I guarantee it's rooted to this biblical truth that I just told you, that if you feel depressed, go and do something for somebody else. I just heard a psychologist yesterday say that don't get caught up so much in Christmas that you forget yourself. Save some time for yourself. Really? That's not what this says in the Bible. He who refreshes others refreshes himself. If you're depressed and no worries, go ahead and do something for somebody else. I feel good when I work for everybody else and by side myself when I go to bed at night. I'm tired. I didn't have any time for myself. And yes, Jesus did have time that he, Scripture speaks about where he had to go and he went off alone rather and contemplated and refresh yourself in that sense. But that was through prayer. But he gave and he gave and he gave. 
And so we have people living even together, families. This reading also talked about the Lord taught us about disputes and disagreements. We have families in total disagreement today. We have whole towns this way. We have a whole country this way. And a lot of it is because we don't stand up for who we are. So we have nothing we stand on, no principles. And we have jealousies going on. We have difficulties going on with each other. Instead of looking at refreshing others and drawing your refreshment toward yourself. This is a very strong principle we have to go by to understand how to stay sane in our Christian walk and what God has called us to be and who we're called to be. Instead, what do we do? We abandon it because things are difficult, but things aren't going to get any easier. It's going to get worse. Our lady said in the message on Thursday, God wants to try you through your daily chores. It's not great and lofty things or being in, in some position, but you can do that in your work. If your boss says you can't do or your company says policies, happy holidays, you don't have to say that. You can say Merry Christmas. That's your conviction. Get fired over it. Make a storm. It sickens me when I see people resign because they're not allowed to do this. No, make them fire you. Go down in the storm. And that's what saved the the clerk in Kentucky. She refused and she got her job back. If she'd cowed down, she would have been scorned and lost and lost respect and wouldn't even be satisfied with herself, nor would she be refreshed. And so this Christmas, kick up some dust. Not an arrogance or boisterous, but just who you are called to be. A Christian. A convicting Christian. But if you're not living it yourself, you never convict others. If you've got people around you that don't like you, despise you, even in your own household, and you know you're doing something in the right way, that's normal in the walk of the Christian and gains you cognition for a greater work that God has for you. Frank? Yeah, I tell people when they say happy holidays that, that you know, Merry Christmas and, and uh you know, it denies Christ. This is uh, the the great feast of uh, our Savior being born, and uh, also every year, you know, when you you go to Walmart, it seems like there's less Christmas cards with nativities. And if only we were as aggressive as those that want to promote this antichrist system and agenda. And if only, you know, I said, how many people? You know, I, I could only find one one card with a nativity and a whole row of of secular Christmas cards. And I said, how many people complain about this? And, uh, the clerk said, you're the first one. And so we, we really need to be convicting others as strong as those that have the agenda against Christ are, you know, promoting their agenda. And, uh, I really see the, see the need for community and unity in us. And, uh, you know, to be this, to be this witness. Well, you know, Frank, the, the thing is, is it takes so few people to have such a big impact. You got Black Lives Matter, which is a very not small minority of people. It doesn't even represent, it's not even a representation of, of, of the, of the people they say they represent. They're cry bullies. 
to get what they want. Their agenda is not good, it's evil. And they get it. And so all this stuff that's taking place on all from the nativities all the way, they they complain and we don't do anything. We think it's not nice to do that. Now you go tell the manager, I don't like what you've done here. I don't like what you're part of, even if you're a Christian, that you're not standing up to your bosses and saying, corporate headquarters, we demand this. They would change it. They go to who's, which wheel is squeaking the most. They, get, they, they oil, it, oil it. And we have tactics against us that we don't practice in return. It's not unchristian. Jesus went in the temple knowing he was going to cause a disaster. What about he, what the next sermon he was going to say or the teaching he was going to give? Did he stop? He said, oh, I don't want to do that. That's going to cause too much problem. Cause a problem. Be a problem. Or if you don't, you're going to have many, many problems in your life, your children, and your family. Yeah, and all these agendas like, like Black Lives Matter are for division. It just divides people. Diversity. You know, we're all Americans. We're all Christians. Jesus is the answer. All lives are dependent on Christ. And joy to the world in those ending words says that makes the nation prove the glory of his righteousness. And so I never caught that in the words of joy to the world, but it, it's true. It's what I is here for. She's come here to make the world change by invitation. And if it doesn't do that, and who doesn't respond, it will be by force, not by God but by us inheriting a culture of hell that will make us go back toward him. Frank, any final comment? Yeah, we'd like to wish everybody a very blessed and Merry Christmas from uh, Global Silver Investors. And you can contact us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And we're here for you. Call us anytime. So we hear on Christmas Eve, talking about subjects that it'd be much sweeter to talk about Jesus, but we're in a time now that our lady's been walking with this year by year, 34 years of apparitions with baby Jesus, sending us a message two years, maybe it was three years ago, when Maria had our lady appear with baby Jesus and said, in a young voice with authority, the baby. I am your peace. Live my commandments. Marie was stunned. She's never heard the voice of God. She's never heard the voice of the child God. But it convicted her so much, the power of it. And if anything to say, and he came back to the world, and he says only this, I am your peace. That means it's nobody else. It's not any other religion. It's Christianity. And he needs people to stand up for him. And how do we do it? He said that. Real simple. His instructions were, live my commandments. We hope today that you take these things to heart, that you finish your Christmas novenas for the family tomorrow. We want to give you our hearts and everything we work for here. We are hated for what we do, but we love what we do. We will not stop. We won't diminish. We'll grow day by day. We hope the same for you this Christmas. We wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye. 
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205 Six seven two two thousand.